And we are people leaders and organizations, but we're helping our broader societies navigate what a new economy will look like, what work looks like. And these are foundations to who we are as people, who we are as humans. And our goal with what we're doing with People Tech is really helping accelerate our knowledge so that we can match the challenges that we're facing as leaders in a function that is mission critical, not only to our businesses, but to the broader society as a whole. We're really good at bringing together kind of a referral-driven network where there's a lot of trust, you know, high-level, super senior strategic people, um, and, you know, again, tying in technology. And I think we, we've kind of said those are going to be our two core focuses and, you know, just allowing the community to build within there, right? I think that's the other piece is like, you know, Karen, I don't have to dictate where the community goes. We want to be that like conduit just to connect great opportunities as well as connect the um, individuals specifically. That was Udemy, SVP of People, Kara Brennan-Alamano, and Robbie Peters, VP of BizDev at Sequoia Consulting Group. Kara and Robbie are also both co-founders of People Tech Partners, which is a tech incubator and accelerator in the HR tech space and a thriving community of chief people officers and people executives, one of which I'm a member of and really excited to sit down with both Kara and Robbie to talk about how they came together to build PTP, how they're working and supporting both the people leader community and the work tech ecosystem and what's next for them. So I'll be right back with that conversation after a brief word from our sponsor. Support for the Redefining HR podcast comes from PIN. PIN is building the world's first employee-centric communications tool, powering fast-growing companies like Shopify, Rubrik, and Sneak. Automate messages across the employee journey so you never miss an opportunity and your employees are supported every step of the way. From onboarding to becoming a new manager and more, PIN helps companies communicate at scale. Go to pinhq.com for more information. That's pynhq.com. Reinvent communications for the distributed workforce. And now, on to the show. Hey everyone, welcome to the Redefining HR Podcast. I'm your host, Lars Schmidt, and today I'm really excited. I feel like this podcast has been in the making for about three or four seasons at this point, uh, but I'm really excited to welcome Kara Brendan Alamano. She is the SVP of People at Udemy, and Robbie Peters, who's the VP of BizDev at Sequoia Consulting Group, amongst many other things. And kind of how we all came together is they are also both co-founders of the People Tech Partners platform, um, a community incubator of which I am a member of uh, and get a ton of value from that membership. So we're going to talk a bit more about PTP, what it's all about, how it came to be, and um, so much more. So Robbie, Kara, thanks so much for coming on the show. Uh, Kara, I'll start with you. If you wouldn't mind, just uh, let's start with an intro on you and then uh, Robbie, you can follow. Yeah. So, so I've been in the, the rough and tumble world of HR for more than 20 years now. And the first half of my career was in corporate. And, um, and then I think 12 years ago now, one of my friends, um, Kevin Barenblatt, had a company called Context Optional, um, asked me to come over and help um, build out the HR function. I had done that at a few other companies prior to that. And thus started my journey in, in high growth technology. And it's been a it's been a wild ride since then. I've been um, acquired uh, probably five or six times. I was trying to figure out whether, you know, the MA, I was I was on one side or the other of a fairly large MA. Um, you know, founded the people function at, at Pinterest, um, went over to Planet 
Inc. and then most recently took Udemy Public. Uh, so have seen lots of different sides of the people function, have been here through a huge time of transformation on the people side of business. Um, and, and have worked with Robbie to really help identify the tools, um, the, the new entrepreneurs, the founders that are coming up with new solutions for us on the future of work side. Um, and, and it's been a completely selfish endeavor because we've, we've gotten a group of about 200 of the most innovative people leaders in the world, um, together. And, and what we're doing is, is we're solving our own problem. And our, and our problem has been that, uh, people haven't built great tools for the people side of business, what everyone's calling future of work now. And we feel really privileged to be a part of a community that really helped seed and support the companies that are now um, coming to the fore as mission critical as we navigate this new world of work. Yeah, well, the I mean, the work tech space uh, has been absolutely on fire. We'll talk more about that uh, in the episode. But um, Robbie, how about you? Why don't you give a little bit of background on yourself? Awesome. Yeah, well, thank, thanks for having me on, Lars. Obviously, uh, it has been quite the uh, calendar uh, game here, but we, we got it together and uh, really, really excited. Obviously, it's been a great partnership just in general with People Tech Partners and uh, what, what you've been, been building. Um, so excited to be on. But yeah, my, my background is a little bit different. I actually don't come at this from the HR side myself specifically. So my background is much more on kind of the sales, business development side of things and um, spent, you know, kind of the last 10 years or so running sales and business development for an organization called. Uh, Sequoia Consulting Group and Sequoia. Many people know the firm as kind of a, a benefits uh, 401k and commercial insurance broker, but has really expanded over the last kind of uh, six, seven years, especially with, uh, okay, it's great. You can kind of negotiate uh, good insurance for, for high growth tech companies, but how do you actually empower them with the tools and resources to have best employee experiences possible? And I think a lot of that is really kind of what's led to my interest on the people technology side, just kind of hearing customers ask for more. And, uh, you know, for me, I always kind of coming up through sales, I just never really wanted to be someone that was doing kind of cold call sales all day. I wanted to figure out a way to add value. And so, you know, kind of really looking back at when I started at Sequoia, you know, I would be meeting all these HR leaders in these fast growth tech companies. And I was constantly asking, you know, what are the major issues? Like, who do you go to to answer these questions? And, and, and it was like, I'd be connecting people that I was just coming out of another meeting with. And I was like, well, do you have a community around this? And uh, there's a lot of, you know, great uh, communities now, but at the time there wasn't really much focused on high growth technology companies. So I actually originally started an event series called HR 2.0, which was all around bringing progressive people leaders to kind of share what they're doing. Doing within their organization, um, still run a bunch of events today under different hats. Have probably put on somewhere near like seven or eight hundred events, whether they're large ones or small dinners or you know Zoom groups, etc. Um, just so, so much great uh, kind of uh, joy I get bringing folks together, connect. Kara was one of uh, I think event number two or three, even possibly that we ran. Uh, she came and, and spoke, so that's where we first uh, kind of got introduced. But uh, you know. After we were running all these different events, people would be saying, look, these events are great, but I go back into my organization and I try to implement some of these strategies and the technology to do it. It's either terrible, it's not there, or you know, the UI doesn't work, the integrations aren't there. No, by the way, like my role is expanding every day, like, and there is no technology for these new parts of my role. And so saw a big opportunity, and that's where kind of Kara and I partnered on this. And I tried to put myself in the space of the founders. It's like, you know, you got to go and you got to like really build good communication with your end customer, understand what 
what they really need. So you had a lot of great engineers coming into the space, but kind of I think what Kara and I really thought is like if we connect, you know, these great uh, people leaders that want this technology with these awesome engineers and, and, and founders that are building, something special can happen. And it's just been a fun journey, obviously, that, to see the growth. And uh, probably didn't anticipate quite the level of uh, growth in the space when we started this, but also just you know I think companies just realizing how important how they take care of their people, the people profession just is in general, right? It used to be a lot around, oh, it's all about product, it's all about product, but now it's, I think, the companies that are really excelling have great people strategies and, and the ones that can utilize technology to enable them to be even better is, is, is you know, what, what I love being involved with. Well, it's interesting. I mean, when you look at People Tech Partners, it's kind of a two-sided business, right? There's the community element for chief people officers and CHROs, and then there's the incubator slash accelerator element for companies in the HR tech space. And I think when you look at both of those things in the market today, as you mentioned, the work tech space, HR tech is exploding right now. You know, $6 billion invested in Q3 alone. We're going to break every record this year uh, after we broke every record last year. So it's it's unbelievable the amount of money that's being poured into the space. And then kind of in parallel with that, the the spotlight that's been placed on the people function broadly and the and the critical importance to the business strategy, the people strategy, all of it, um, that's really been elevated over the last 18 months as a result of, you know, not just the pandemic, but all things, you know, from the last year and what continued to be, whether it's social justice conversations, uh, remote work. Um, you know, safety protocols, uh, return to workplace, not return to workplace, right? All the things that we've been dealing with, uh, the importance of having really well-resourced uh, and kind of well-supported people teams to support businesses through all of these transitions has never been more important. So how do you describe um, people tech monitors? So we, we've kind of jumped right into it because obviously we're all in the community. We're familiar with it. A lot of viewers and listeners may not be. So Robbie, how would you describe people tech partners? As we've set this up, I think the biggest thing is we, we've set this up as uh, you know for HR leaders first. So I think what's unique about what we're doing is we believe that technology can be a big aspect of that. So you know uh, for us, it's bringing together a great group, uh, you know, very much referral driven, uh, very forward thinking people leaders that believe technology is going to enable what they're doing. And I think that that's you know kind of been our, our core principle. Uh, and for us, you know, we've we've built this community that we're just kind of listening to. What are the challenges they're going through? How can technology enable that? And then, you know, kind of the community itself uh, sends us different interesting companies they're looking with. We, we've partnered with a lot of other great venture capitalists in the space, other kind of partners where, you know, every quarter or so, we actually usually get about 25 or 30 applications of companies building across all these different areas. And then our goal is kind of sorting through that, finding who are, who's really resonating with our, our community. So we've built, you know, kind of a diligence team to help us with that, which is, you know, a, a group of people leaders within the organization that rotates. And then every quarter we find kind of four companies companies that we're going to work pretty, uh, you know, highly in depth with to put them through a, a program where they get to meet with, you know, people leaders, but not in like a sales pitch, much more of a, hey, this is what we're building. How does this resonate? What can we do different? What does this look like? And I think it's fun too for the people leaders because obviously they're they're involved with wanting to help these technologies because they in, in truth think that if they can use some of these technologies, they can make them better. But they also get to share with each other. We do it in these interactive sessions where there's usually kind of three to seven people leaders on each call and they're kind of sharing how they're viewing this within their organization as well. So I think there's just a lot of great networking and an osmosis that happens with that um, also. But, you know, in the end of the day, I think the core mission for us has always been around helping you know people leaders really uh, be able to do their jobs better, uh, be more strategic, 
utilizing technology. I think that kind of, you know, sets us apart, but we also build this awesome group and community where it's very much network driven. Kara and I have always been like, let's keep this on the smaller side as opposed to scaling too fast. Like we really want people that are going to be involved in the, in the networking and the sharing within the community is huge too. And I'm sure Kara can talk about that, but just as a people leader, the amount of, you know, sharing that goes on in the community outside of technology too, uh, just in their daily jobs is, is pretty incredible. Yeah. And Kara, is there anything you'd like to add? I think that people leaders are often underestimated. And a big part of that is on us, right? Because we have chosen this career path often because we're used to being the person behind the person, right? Like we are the person that's helping that founder and that CEO uh, be successful. And we're the one who's helping figure out um, how, how to navigate a high, how to navigate a high growth environment. And what's really interesting to me is when you look at the total number of years that the CPOs that are a part of our, our group have worked with within high growth companies and high growth founders, I will put those numbers up against any other vertical professionally, right? And we know what it takes to make a successful company. And it's not just disruptive technology. The, the, the streets of Silicon Valley, as everybody knows, are littered with great ideas. It's who can build an effective company and lead it through the execution stages. And as the building of the, the software has become easier over the course of the last two decades, right, the role of the people that build it, the thinking around it, who you have at the leadership table, who you're inviting into your organization and how you're leveraging them and how you're helping them do their best work has become the secret sauce. And um, alongside that, the role of the, the, the CPO, the head of people has gotten significantly more sophisticated, right? When I started this 15 years ago, everybody was like, oh, we should be at, we should have a seat at the table. You know, we, we should be invited to the, to the tough decision-making. That's no longer a question anymore, right? The challenge we're having is that we're at the table, but we're now being asked to to do all the things at the table, right? We have founders that have great ideas, but the complexity of the of building the product, which is the organization that supports the go-to-market, that supports the rest of the pieces, um, has, has just really accelerated and the level of competition has just increased so much. So here we are, we're at the table, but we don't have the tools to execute at scale because so much of what we do can just be add more headcount, add more resources. And, and that only, again, that only gets you so far. And Robbie and I were talking about this the other day, you know, my tech stack is 35 to 40 different products. No other department or division within an organization is looking at that type of tech stack that early, right? The difference between the different tools that I'm using, everything from how do I source for engineers in Turkey is part of my tech stack, all the way to how do I help employees with financial wellness, mental health care, uh, mental health support. And then in the middle, it might be something around, you know, uh, optimizing calendars and, and optimizing work-life balance. I mean, it is a full spectrum. So from our standpoint, it's not just how do you find the best tools? That's de facto. It's how do you find the tools, the tools in every single one of these buckets? And by the way, the buckets are expanding. You know, we're compensation on top of that. We're XYZ, XYZ, XYZ. So it has gotten really robust. There's a reason people are putting $6 billion. It's because our budgets have increased substantially. People will, can, will 
only be investing in people technologies into the future. And the the secret sauce that Robbie and I know that, that HR people know is we buy from other HR people through referrals and we buy from thought leaders, right? Josh Burson is a part of our group. He is the thought leader when it comes to, to HR technologies, to people technologies. And we don't have enough voices out there telling that story and telling telling builders what to build. So we had to create it for ourselves. So that's what we do. That's what we do at People Tech. We find these early stage companies and and we're not just a spray and pray, right? Because we don't have time for that. We're trying to solve for for we're trying to solve for a problem right now. Yes, we've seen about 800, 1,000 companies. We have 75 to 80 in our portfolio right now. We look at four new technologies a quarter. But we're not just out there taking everybody in and putting everybody through a program. We are investing significantly our time and our effort in making sure these are successful because my my career is on the line here as a people leader. I need to know that I have the tools that are going to execute against my strategy and be able to deliver for this company because I, being the owner and responsible for culture and talent, are now the number one differentiator for the organization in this world of high growth. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting you walk through, um, I've lately been referring to HR as the department of plus one, right? Because I think so many things as they've come up, especially over the last year and a half, have just been added to our plate. And so you mentioned you have a you know 35 plus uh, piece HR tech stack. Like the level of complexity involved and the level of decisions that have to be made is is mind boggling. And so for for uh, a CPO, a CHRO, a, a buyer, right? So it doesn't even necessarily have to be the top role in HR. Are there any, and I'll think of both your perspectives on this, is there any um, piece of advice that you have on how they should be thinking about evaluating HR tech today? And, and Robbie, I'll get your thoughts on this first. I think holistically, you've got to look at obviously what are your most important priorities within the company. You know, as Kara said, she's got to buy thirty-five different things. So, you know, how your company is, uh, you know, is maybe different than someone else's company. So, I think you know, making sure you really understand what you need, how you need it, building out a nice roadmap for how you're going to pull these things together. Um, I think you know, one thing that you know, there's always been this debate around: oh, is there going to be an all-in-one, or is it going to be more kind of you know, siloed solutions? I think it's pretty clear that it's going to be more siloed solutions that are best in class and what they're doing. Um, so making sure that when you do buy these products, again, you're making sure you're getting that best in class, asking, you know, other folks, you know, benchmarking with them is so much sharing in the community about like, you know, what, what are what are the pros or the cons of this technology? Then also, I think really understanding too how they think about the integration layer, because I think, you know, the power is when you bring a lot of these companies together in general, and there's some really cool technology now that's helping you get kind of analytics across the stack, as well as some companies that are making these integrations build better. I, I think that's something that we've always told the companies when they come through, like, hey, make sure that you're building, you know, um, this as an open stack that's going to integrate. Because if you try to just like control all these things yourself, it's it's not going to work out. So, you know, I, I don't know that I have one, you know, specific way other than again making sure you don't bite off too much at one time, making sure you prioritize what you need, putting the roadmap against it, and uh, you know, making sure that uh, again these companies that you pick integrate and, and you've got a good workflow set up, uh, you know, with with what you're doing. But that would be kind of my my my, my I guess advice to to, to people leaders, um, but also there's a lot of information about these companies out there. You know, make sure you're asking other peers that are in the seat. But as Kara mentioned, because you know, getting their 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 views uh, I think is invaluable as you're as you're making these decisions. And you 
should be able to get those views, whether it's through communities of people tech or there's other great HR communities as well, kind of really doing your homework. Because when you when you integrate these systems and you, and you use them with your whole company, uh, you know, um, you're, you're, you're putting a lot on the line, too, as you're, as you're building this out. And you want to make sure that, you know, you feel comfortable. And lastly, I think, uh, you know, for us as a community, the nice thing on the people tech side is, uh, you know, this accountability, like if, if something's not going well, let these founders know, like sooner than later. I think we've seen so many aspects during people tech where it's like, oh, I love the ideas. They said they could do this. They weren't quite doing this. Or they're dropping the ball on customer success here. And actually, like as a group, I think the nice thing about people tech, we've gone back. We work with really great founders. I think we screen that too. It's like they're good people. They want to come through for this community. So coming back to them and saying, hey, there's issues here. They'll hop right in. They'll fix it. Again, they're, they're early. They're innovators too. So making sure that you know, you're, you're, you're being very uh, open and vocal with the, found, the, the, the companies you're working with if there are issues because they want to fix those things for you too. And again, making sure that the community sharing on that side. I think that's also been nice. Like when there's founders, then there's, there's been issues that have gone on with their company. I mean, they're on it within like seconds of care. I send them a note like, Hey, this is not going well right now. Can you address this? Or do you want to come talk to the community about this? Or can we build a task team around this? Uh, again, I think that's the, the nice part is like, we're all kind of in this together, but make sure, you know, that you're, you're very vocal with how this tech is going once you do, you know, implement it. Hey everyone. I'm excited to introduce you to the new Amplify Accelerator platform. The Amplify and Redefining HR ecosystem have evolved quite a bit over the last two years, starting with a podcast, growing to a book, and now leading to a full platform aimed at developing and supporting the next generation of chief people officers. You know, the mission of Amplify is accelerating innovation at scale, and we now do that through HR executive search services, cohort courses, communities, jobs, and media. That includes the podcast and the book. So you can check all of this out at AmplifyTalent.com. And now back to the show. Yeah, and you wait, raised a good point I want to kind of reinforce as well. Um, you know, obviously check references on the tools you're, you're exploring, but don't check the references they give you. You know, you need to find people in your network or people who in your network who know other people who've implemented because you, you know, you, you want you want the real inside scoop, not uh, not the ones that they're kind of putting forward. The other piece, too, is when you're getting a demo of a product, you know, be sure to have them demo the use case of the product in the way that you'll actually be using it. Not like because most HR tech companies will have like a set presentation and this is how they do their demo and it's very controlled and they've done the exact same thing dozens of times. So it looks very smooth. Uh, that's not necessarily how you're going to be using it. So be sure that they're demoing that tool in the way that you're going to be using it so you can see how it applies and molds to your use case, you know, not their ideal use case. Um, and Kara, I want to come back to you. We, we spent a lot of time talking about the, the kind of tech side and the incubator side of people tech partners, but I want to shift over to the community side. And, you know, we're in this kind of golden age of community right now, which I think is tremendous for the field of HR and people operations broadly, right? We're, we're out of those, um, you know, black box siloed uh, kind of legacy and old school approaches that maybe we used to have that really stifled innovation to much more of an open source, collaborative, working in public, um, you know, type environment. And so there's lots of communities that have come up to support that. What makes the people tech, the people tech waters community unique from your perspective? I think a couple things. One is that we're very particular about the folks that are a part of, of this community because it, it takes a time commitment and it's a commitment to 
to furthering the profession and supporting these founders. So um, it's not for everybody uh, by any means. And, and we look for folks that are at CPO type levels and above and that are committed to being a, a partner with these founders, um, a sounding board, and, and want to build alongside these founders as we advance um, the people technology space. So, so we are one flavor of, of the people tech community. And, and I think that's important to understand. Um, we, Robbie said he, you know, he founded HR 2.0, uh, seven years ago before people tech came along, I founded startup HR, which is a broad community. Um, anybody who is working in people technology, um, in a people role in a high growth company is invited to be a part of that. Anybody who's listening today can just ping me on, on LinkedIn. I'll add you to it. And that's more of a true open source forum where we are open to, um, having those conversations and, and sharing knowledge. Um, I think what we know on the people side of business is that relationships are, are what we're really good at. And by building relationships across the spectrum of HR, that makes us better. And now that our jobs have gotten more intense, more complex, and let's just be honest, like really freaking hard in the last 18 months through the pandemic, we rely on each other more and more. And because the um, mobility of talent has expanded um, significantly in the last three to five years, the tenure has shrunk, and we're all trying to navigate a new workforce, it's, and, and HR people at, are at the lead in this, right? So I want to be clear, we are, we are people leaders in organizations, but we're helping our broader societies navigate what a new economy will look like what work looks like. And these are foundations to who we are as people, who we are as humans. And our goal with what we're doing with People Tech, my goal with what we're doing with Startup HR, our goal with what we're doing when I'm just taking a phone call from a friend who's in a head of HR role, who's trying to navigate some difficult choices, is really helping accelerate our knowledge so that we can match the challenges that we're facing as leaders in a function that is mission critical, not only to our businesses, but to the broader society as a whole. And trying to give each other agency um, and support in that and understanding our role as people who are really going to, we're really one of the only positions that can make key choices that will help individuals navigate this for themselves and their families as much as helping organizations. So it's a really empowering time as a people leader. It's also an exhausting time as a people leader. Um, I can tell you when I joined this profession 20 years ago and it was super unsexy and people are like, you know, I started out in finance and bond trading and everybody's like, why are you going into HR? That's crazy. But I, but I felt a pull and I felt there's really a, a strategic mind that could be applied to, to that part of the business that I was really interested in. And that curiosity led me here. And now I'm seeing some really smart, amazing people. I'm sure you are Lars too. Robbie gets to talk to a bunch of HR people all day long. So it's more than a renaissance. I think it's a new beginning for us on the people side of business. And if we treat it as such, we see immense opportunity and that's what gets me excited, but we have to be in the right conversations. We have to be in the conversations where we're enabling ourselves by having the discussions about tools. We have to be in the conversations where we're navigating what's important to us in terms of diversity, equity, and inclusion, where we're able to, to really be that advisor to a founder CEO 
Um, and we have to be able to, we have to be open to working within the larger ecosystem. And I think that's where Robbie and I, you know, it's a great partnership because I learned so much from Robbie because he's out there learning about and, and reflecting back, like, here's what I'm hearing in terms of the person who is, is selling to customers and, and, and listening to what the needs are across the function. And he's able to filter it from that perspective. And now as an investor's perspective, and I'm able to look at it from somebody who's at an HR tech company, Udemy that his goal is to improve lives through learning and help really support the HR function globally and have had the privilege of working with really amazing senior leadership again at Udemy to help build out an organization that I'm really proud of. So it's it's a really tough time. It's a really interesting time. And, and it's a time that's that's full of opportunities for us on the people side. And we just want to be a part of that and support folks through it. Yeah, well, it's, it's interesting how, you know, as you both kind of describe your roles and your background, um, how complementary they are for what you're actually building, uh, right? I think it's like you, you different sides, uh, different experience sets, but together, based on kind of what you're building in PTP, um, the alignment um, seems to fit really well. So you, you uh, mentioned uh, earlier this year, you announced uh, a new angel syndicate within People Tech Partners, which is kind of the next step of evolution, empowering um, people executives to um, actually become investors and kind of get involved uh, uh, at an early stage with some of the companies that you support. Um, what's next for PTP? Like, how, how do you see the platform uh, continuing to evolve over the next couple of years? And Robbie, I'd love to get your perspective on that. Yeah, I mean, well, that that's that's been a lot of fun being able to launch uh, PTP Angels and just the excitement around the community. I think it's always been really important uh, for Kara and I. You know, one of the requirements for any company that comes through the programming is obviously they spend you know hundreds of hours with people leaders through this with the experience that Kara talked about. I mean, there's no there's there's no better place to like get this knowledge and information. You know, but it's done over a three month period, and the company continues to change and iterate. So it's always been very important that they bring on a couple advisors from our community. So that's always been part of the process where you know they would bring on actual equity advisors to join, and that 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 group kind of keeps the community up to knowledge of what's going on. They're there as a sounding board. We obviously always kind of talk about some of the new product changes as, as many people see in PTP. People go back and spend time. So like we want to make sure there's that constant connection as, as things evolve. Um, and you know, the other side was like, uh, you know, this is just such a, a fast and interesting time. And like, we're having such an impact on these technologies specifically. It was like, we got a lot of people being like, well, can we invest? And the founders are like, I would love to invest. I would love to have 30, you know, HR leaders on my cap table. Sometimes it's hard to do that if they're, you know, kind of 30 people, smaller checks trying to, you know, put it in while I'm finishing the round. But like, well, what if we bring it together as this syndicate? And I think, you know, so far, We've done a couple deals. I think it'll be a big part of what we're doing going forward is just allowing, you know, the opportunity because again, I think when you're invested in something from financially, you want to spend even more time. So now instead of having two or three advisors per company and some have done, done more than that now, you may have, you know, 15 or 20 folks that are really like ingrained in making sure you're successful. So just love kind of how that, that connects. You know, Karen and I have talked about a lot of stuff. I'd be interested to hear her, her answer on this too. I mean, you know, we've got such a, a source of knowledge here. We're like, Oh, should we be running learning and development programs? Should we be doing 
doing, you know, uh, like, uh, you know, creating our own like thought leadership content. And we'll do, we'll do some of those things. But I think for us, it's like, okay, what are we really good at? We're really good at bringing together kind of a referral driven network where there's a lot of trust, you know, high level, super senior strategic people. Um, and, you know, again, tying in technology. And I think we, we've kind of said those are going to be our two core focuses and, you know, just allowing the community to build within there. Right. I think that's the other piece is like, you know, Karen, I don't have to dictate where the community goes. I, I love when someone throws up a, Hey, I'm going with this challenge. And someone goes, let me spin up this zoom on this right now. Or, or Lars, where you're like, Hey, I'm running this uh, great program with, with Amplify. I'd love to get more people leaders. It's like, well, who else wants to be talking on this and sharing? Like we, we want to be that like conduit just to connect great opportunities as well as connect the um, individuals specifically. So one of our PTP companies is a group called Orbit. Um, you know, they, they uh, um, came through the program originally. They were around kind of uh, actually like, you know, uh, trying internship opportunities at different companies they ended up shifting actually through a lot of the feedback into more of like a community platform that connects individuals to be able to, you know, kind of share best practices. We're using that within the group now. So, you know, connect more one-on-one to be able to say, I'm going through this challenge. I just went through it. Like, let's get you talking. I think there's just so much power in that. You know, we spin up different happy hours, things like that. I think we want it to be, you know, focused opportunities where, you know, there's five or six maybe core events that we support a year, like things like HR transform dinners, things like that. But then allow the community just to feel comfortable and put these types of things out themselves and just as much interaction with the community as possible. I think it's kind of our goal as we, as we've talked about it. Um, and, you know, just being really good at that and being a place that people are proud to, to, to call, you know, a community that they're, they're a part of, uh, because they're engaging with it. Cool. Well, yeah, Kara, I'd love to give you the, uh, the, the last word on, uh, kind of what's next for PTP. What, uh, anything else you want to add to what Robbie shared? Well, first, I want to say it's hilarious. And I was laughing, Robbie, when Lars was like, can you believe what you built? Because I think Robbie and I would sit back and be like, I don't know that we felt like we we built this. I always say, you know, you get a bunch of high level operators together and it's kind of amazing what happens. Right. I, and, and that's my foundational belief in, in having great talent in general. So, again, imagine 200 high level operators um, thinking about um, how to how to leverage this group and 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 really how to solve our own um, issues when it comes to to getting the right tools and much of what we've talked about today is not just Robbie and me it's it's through the network it's through it's the thinking of the group um, we have a diligence committee because we started just getting inundated with a bunch of new ideas and and a couple of our our advisors raised their hand and said hey why don't we get a committee together to go deep with these and make the decision about what are the next future uh, tools that people will need. And that happened a few years ago. And, and we were, we were some of the first people to identify things like fertility with carrot and um, spring health with mental health care and looking at, at things like financial wellness I, that just came to the fore two years ago. And these are all multiple hundreds of million dollar companies. Some of those are billion dollar companies that we're looking at right now. And it's only because we identified that within the team and then our diligence committee executed on that. Um, the other thing I'm seeing is a lot of entrepreneurship coming out of our out of our group. As Robbie said, we're seeing lots of learning and development opportunities, lots of folks going out on their own to tell their own story. And I can say as a people leader myself, it's really hard as uh, we 
in the people profession, we're not necessarily the folks that are told to, again, step in front, to have agency, to advocate. And we've chosen careers that are that are insular, right? That are looking into an organization and being that support function, or at least that's how it's been framed. And I think what we've realized or what I've realized through organizations, communities like People Tech Partners is that is not enough to get where we need to go professionally as well as organizationally. And in order to to be good at my job, I now have to look externally. And and, and you've seen that. You've seen that with CFOs. You've seen that with heads of sales. You've seen that with CMOs. We are just at that point in the evolution of our profession where we're now being asked, what do you think? We need to take advantage of this opportunity because we can move mountains as a profession if we do this with with coordinated effort. And so the things we're thinking about are are everything that Robbie talked about. but, But I'm thinking about Um, diversity on boards of directors, in addition to work around um, leave laws. Um, These are all things that we feel the pain on the people side of business. And I think we can solve together as as a group of professionals. And Lars, the recent discussion you've had about, hey, CEO, here's what you need to hear from your CPO, right? Like this is what we need and we need to ask together. It's really hard to walk into your CEO's office and say, here's what I need to be successful. It's a lot easier when I've got 30 other people leaders behind me saying the exact same thing and reinforcing that. Um, So those are the types of things that I'm thinking about. I want to create a really strong group of people that feel supported and empowered um, through what we're doing. And, and I think selecting the tools and, and, and knowing that we're helping the founders that are trying to help us is a first step in that direction. And I think that the rest of the, the group, the rest of People Tech Partners, the rest of the folks in the different communities in our profession, the rest of Startup HR, I think even People Tech Angels is going to be that voice as we move forward and get more people involved in investing and and writing checks for these early stage companies and benefiting when they succeed and grow. Um, so we want to invite, you know, anybody on the, on the people tech side, who's interested in people tech angels, we are on angel list. You can find us as a syndicate. You can sign up to, to follow us and you can see what deals um, we're going to have. We want to be that catalyst for the change that needs to happen on the people side of business and, and Robbie and I are up for it. And, and the great news is, is we've got, you know, you Lars, we've got a group of 200 people that, that are ready to make it happen as well. Very cool. Well, uh, so Robbie, for viewers and listeners who are now, uh, you know, they're curious, they want to learn more either on the HR tech side or on the operator side. Um, what's the best place for them to go? Where, where can they learn more about how they can maybe plug into uh, People Tech Partners at, in a future class uh, or plug into People Tech Partners as an operator in the community? Yeah, I would say, I mean, I think a lot of this actually is really driven by referral driven. So we don't actually have too much where we're like telling people, come sign up on the site here, come there. So I'd say on the operator side, you know, look who you know in the people tech community, talk to them first and see if it's an organization you want to work, uh, you know, be involved with. And, um, you know, often then kind of what we ask that the folks within the community make that referral to, you know, Kara or myself and and we can kind of um, do do an initial call to see if it's if it's the right fit. And obviously, always looking for for great folks but I think really looking for that referral uh, you know driven way so they can kind of come in and understand kind of the community that they're 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 uh, joining and similar on the uh, you know um, founder side you know we, we do have a small place where people can do intake on the people tech website but really a lot of it is we encourage you also to go 
talk to other founders about the program and, and get introduced that way or get introduced through other people leaders that are trying your product at their organization. Um, again, it, it just seems to be, uh, you know, the way that we, we drive kind of some of the best connections is through these referrals. And then we've, you know, I think really outlined what the program is for the people leaders and for the founders themselves. And we'll do a nice kind of onboarding call and decide if, you know, it makes sense to, to continue discussions from there. Uh, but I think those are, those are really the best ways, uh, you know, uh, maybe in the, in the long run, we'll, uh, you know, have larger, uh, you know, set outs on the company side. But I think we do really just like that, you know, small trusted source of, of, of people that know what they're getting into when they come to talk to people tech uh, from that perspective. Well, uh, it was great finally uh, being able to sit down with both of you. Um, and I can say as a member of the community, uh, I've been building communities. I've been a member of communities for probably over a decade now. Um, and this is one of the communities that I absolutely get the most value from. It's tremendous. Uh, so I definitely recommend you checking that out. And if you're on the HR tech side, there's no better uh, well of information that you can tap into to help you hone your products than this community that uh, People Tech Partners has developed of 200 plus operators uh, who are at the top of their game and in those environments that uh, you need to get that feedback from. It's invaluable. So I'm excited to see the continued growth of the platform and the community and uh, really grateful for both of you coming on the show to share your story and share your experience. You're awesome, Lars. Thank you so much. Thanks, Lars. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Redefining HR. For more information on the podcast, past episodes, future guests, the Redefining HR book, or free resources, be sure to check out redefininghr.com. And if you dig this podcast, why don't you share it with your CEO, your executive team, and your friends to help them discover what Redefining HR is all about. If you really dig this podcast, I'd love for you to leave a review on whatever podcast delivery vehicle your ears prefer. See you next week.